Yo, hello, Matt. Hello, Josh. Hello to all of our viewers. It is Thursday, June 2nd, and uh, we are, we're going to break down the NFL draft that happened in, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things relatively recently, I would say. Um, yes, and I feel like we have a reason for being this late. Well, I mean, like I said, I don't even know if I would call it late, Matt. I mean, like, look, you look at like all of all of human history, right? And and how we've been, you know, documenting time for at least two thousand years, and may, definitely longer. You look at that. You look at, I mean, the, the cavemen, and you know, the all the the old ages of the Earth. It's really not that long since the draft. It's really it was like it's boom like that recently. You know, you're not wrong. What what was your reason for? I mean, the explanation that we don't need, of course, for the delay. But what what was your reason going to be? Well, we're taking part in a, a startup Superflex Dynasty draft, and like I can't be blurting out all the rookies I like that I'm going to draft. Exactly. And the one that you didn't want to tell me about that was, I forget who that was. That was like that was Wandale. It was. We'll we'll get to him. We'll get to him. He, he is a beast. Um. But yeah, we did say we were going to do a post-draft uh, breakdown, and technically, it is still post-draft, obviously. So um, I figured that uh, tonight was a good a good night to finally get one of these recorded. So yeah, it definitely um, is. Yeah, I think we have. So I, we're just going to kind of go through. Uh, That's what we were talking about earlier, Matt. Just kind of go through these, um, just like what actually you know happened in the draft. And talk about just just fantasy relevant players from the, the first couple of days of picks, and then also just like a few other sleeper picks, I guess. Um, obviously, hopefully we've drafted m- many of the rookies that we would have wanted to um, by now, so we won't be giving away too many secrets. But yeah, let's see. So basically, it yeah, also you know we're still here. Did not win the fifteen million or whatever it was from Bud Light. Unfortunately, did not unfortunate. did not did not work out. I think I made it about like two picks. Uh, I think I made it to pick three. Still in in gear. So, oh, oh no, actually, no, I didn't. I had Malik Willis going second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, tough tough scene. Next, there's always next year. There is. I think I might have made it through pick four, and then pick five was my downfall. But definitely wasn't getting all thirty two right. <laughs> No, no. I'm also on the clock in that league. Well, no, almost on the clock in the league you mentioned. Uh, I see that you're in the draft room with me right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm waiting, waiting on Larry the Goat to, to make a pick, as is tradition. Um, I've got yeah. someone I've got someone queued up. got a couple guys queued up, actually. You know, we'll see if I get to make my pick live, but I'm uh, a big fan of, of who I want to pick here. Definitely really really want a certain player at this, at this selection. I'm not going to lie. Um, I... Do I have a guess? Yeah, take a guess. Why not? Um, see, I don't think you're a big LaVisca fan. You might be. I'm going to go with Donovan Peoples-Jones, though. No, 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 no. Uh, you're right. I, I used to be actually a big LaVisca fan. I So I had LaVisca Chenault in a college fantasy football league that I won sophomore year. He was one of my one of my receivers when he was at Colorado. Um, so big fan of of Visky, as Corey and I would re- refer to him as, <laughs> um, but I don't love him on Jacksonville. I read something about him, it's like can do like return game work, and they just signed like four receivers. So like, yeah, no, not not. Even. I did see that. Um, 
not a fan of Donovan Peoples Jones because I already have Amari Cooper, and the there's news that like Pete was sending that was like Deshaun Watt. The, the Browns are expecting Deshaun Watson to be suspended the whole year. I don't know if you saw that. I saw a report about that, but the source was like some rumors Twitter account, and I was like, mm-hmm. well, I don't know how reliable this is. Oh, it seems horribly unreliable. Yeah, of course. Like there was another one that like actually has better sources that like a couple weeks ago said um like at least four games but like who knows at this point and who knows when they'll even decide so i am big on my next pick i don't know if i'm gonna get him i think i might but i'm not sure that i will i don't know what what larry the goat and argraz 700 are gonna do i don't think larry the goat will take him but argraz i i like robert tunyon this year, especially so, um, due to the fact that Rogers is a big like trust guy with his receivers, right? Mm-hmm. And there, there ain't no one left besides Lazard and like eighty-five-year-old Randall Cobb. So that's my thought. Sammy Watkins. Yeah, but he doesn't have trust. But he doesn't have trust in him. Is what I'm saying. There's sure. no one like no one. Re- the returning core of pass catchers. Um, so hopefully, you know, I'll get to take Tanya. I always say I always thought it was Tanyan, but then I think like, um, what's his name? Troy Aikman always calls him Tanyan when I watch. So maybe I don't know how you actually say it, but hopefully I get to take him during this. If not, I don't know who I'm going to take. So that's not who I would have guessed. Well, I don't have a backup tight end, um, and Pitts is kind of injury prone. I mean, so is Tanyan, Tanyan, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, with all that being said. There's no way we keep this short, so we're not going to even try to promise that we're going to do that this time. <laughs> um, let's, let's look at the, the rookies. Um, first skill position player, t- or first, excuse me, first fantasy football um, player taken was uh, Drake London, right? For yeah, the Falcons. Yeah, for the Falcons. So, was, yeah, you go. Go for it. This is an interesting one because I know, like, we – We've talked and we want to examine it from, you know, normal fantasy and then like redraft and then dynasty. Mm-hmm. And so for redraft, I think he'd be a pretty good sleeper this year. Um, I don't know how early he would be drafted, but it's him and Pitts basically on the Falcons. Now they have Mariota, which isn't the best quarterback play, but their defense isn't good. Um, and he's one of the only real weapons. I guess actually they do have Patterson too, but I, I do like him as a sleeper this year. Dynasty, though, this might be a cold take uh, for many people, but or hot take, sorry. Um, but <laughs> I don't love him in Dynasty. Like, they still have Calvin Ridley coming back after this year. They have Patterson. They have Pitts. So you're telling me he's going to be potentially, like, the third option behind Ridley and Pitts for years to come? Like, I don't know if I actually like that. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we saw – well, like, that was – Russell Gage last year, right? I mean, yeah, that wasn't. That's not really what you want for someone who's ranked very highly in uh, as a the second best rookie for dynasty rankings, um, according to a few. So, but a few. The one site I looked at, um, he's he's up there. I think he was, I think he was the top rookie taken in our draft as well. Or was that Brees Hall? I'm not sure. That was Brees Hall. Okay, so I'm not sure where he was on sleepers rankings, but um, definitely, yeah. I would think. Was he the top rookie taken? 
He was a top rookie. Oh, wide yeah, top rookie. Yeah, right, right after Hall. Yeah, or not right after, but in terms of rookies, right after Hall. Um, so that's two sites that agree. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Uh, I mean, I think we talked about. I don't know if it was on the podcast or not, but we talked about. I talked about Drake London to. I think I know Corey offline, obviously, and I thought with you, but maybe not that I was a a big fan. So his stats were kind of nuts for um, some of his college career, but. I, I, I had like expectations kind of got tempered for me a little bit. He kind of made like, I don't know. He didn't really get away from defenders a lot. I, I believe if I'm remembering this receiver correctly, but I would agree with what you're saying without Calvin, with Calvin Ridley, maybe being back in like a year and the kind of the offense being a really big question mark. He could, that he could be a big part of turning around, but I, I don't think that he will. So maybe that's a hot, maybe, maybe we're, both going to just be like absolutely cooked for that take, but I hope not. But I don't know. He has talent. He was drafted eighth overall, so they clearly believe in him. So, but, like, there's always a chance he does really well. Yeah, for sure. The next receiver, or next skill, or next fantasy player taken, and the next receiver taken was Garrett Wilson, number ten overall to the Jets, with a pick that was unfortunately in a trade that most of us have forgotten about, I think. The NFL never really mentions the fact that the Seahawks trade for Jamal Adams. I feel like that would come up a little more often. Uh, no. So, yeah. I love Garrett Wilson. I love, as you know, <laughs> um, as you unfortunately drafted him in our in the league that we've been talking about. Um, huge fan of Garrett Wilson. Not just for dynasty asset purposes, but I also think this year um, he couldn't have gone to like a better situation, in my opinion. I think that Zach Wilson will take like a step forward. I'm not sure, not sure that it'll be a big step, but he'll take like a step forward. He'll continue to develop. They have Sala, who's a good coach. The Jets' whole offense kind of seemed to like get a little better as the year went on last year. Um, they added more, like they added another running weapon in Brees Hall, and the competition for targets. I guess they added a couple of uh, they had a couple tight ends but I'm not super worried about them. And then you've got, like, Braxton Berrios and who's the other guy they have? Uh, Corey Davis. Yeah. So, like, oh, and Elijah Moore. Yeah. Who is a little bit of a question mark as well at this point. But, yeah, I don't know. Love love Garrett Wilson um, for this year uh, as, I mean, he'll probably won't start too hot, but I think he'll be solid, like, towards the end of this year, kind of like Amon Ra. And I think in Dynasty, I think he'll be very good. Yeah, I definitely agree. Before the draft, I thought he was, like, the top receiver. And I kept on hearing that from people, is that, like, he's the best. Same. So, like, and one thing I try to ignore is landing spot. Um, Like, I loved Rashad Bateman last year. He went to a bad landing spot. And then now, like, obviously, it's not, for, like, this is not because of him. But now he's, like, the top guy in Baltimore. So, like, you never really know what happens or what can happen. So I just like to bet on talent. Um, But yeah, I think he's a very talented receiver. Like you said, like the Jets offense is improving and they actually upgraded their offensive line this off season. So I like that too. Um, It just seems like they're on the way up in general. Um, So I do really like that aspect of it. And I feel like Corey Davis has to be on the way out soon. So it'll be Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson as the wide receivers of the future. So, like, between that, like, they'll have enough to go around between the both of them. And, like, this year, I think, kind of like you said, he might be 
you know, a league winner towards the end of the season or just a very valuable receiver at the end. Yeah, I think, um, uh, yeah, I agree. Another Ohio State wide receiver taken with the next pick to the Saints, who I believe traded up for this pick. Um, yes, they did. So All the way from 16? Yeah, I think, yeah, for um, for Chris Olave, who I took in, the, in our draft that we're um, that we're on right now. Um, yeah, what do you think about the pick? <laughs> so it's interesting. Early on, like I didn't like I like Chris Olave himself. I didn't like the landing spot with the Saints, but he's actually warmed up to me because. Like, you're hearing stuff about Michael Thomas. Oh, he might be ready for the season. But honestly, if he wasn't if he wasn't playing all last season because of his ankle or whatever, like, I don't have confidence in him this year. And, like, they added Jarvis Landry, but I don't really care too much about that. But the fact that they traded up for him really says a lot. And they don't really have great receivers. And plus, they have Jameis, who, as we know, will throw – three touchdowns, but three picks. So he's going to keep them in the game by throwing pick sixes. So realistically, <laughs> like they should be throwing a lot and that should really help Alave. So I do really like that. And also like, he's a very talented wide receiver. So I like to bet on talent. So I actually like, don't mind him this year. And he went lower than I think I was expecting after like I warmed up to him because like, I could see him having a pretty good season this year. Yeah, he's actually another guy that I also – I warmed up to. Um, I was a bit of a hater. Uh, I remember Corey and I talking last year, um, mostly just to try to rile him up about Ohio State, but about how he was, like, the third best receiver on the team. And that's probably true still because of Garrett Wilson and Jackson Smith and Jigba, who was unfortunately not draft eligible this year um, or wasn't draft eligible this, for this past draft. But he'll be a, probably a top pick next year. But Olave like was so touted going into this year from his like he had an insane previous season, and then this past college football season was like still good. But everyone thought it was like not it didn't meet expectations, right? But it was still like I mean, CJ Stroud had a great passing year for Ohio State, obviously to support three receivers like that. But like he was still like a really good, <laughs> a really good receiver, and obviously that showed as he was you know the third receiver taken in the draft. But in our draft, I was surprised how much lower ranked he was, I guess, than uh, than guys like, like Garrett Wilson. I guess, I don't know. To me, I would have put him up there with, uh, it was Wilson and Burks were the top um, guys after London, I think. And I'm a little surprised by that personally. So, I yeah, I, I think this year, and I think he'll be a similar profile to Wilson. And when I said earlier that he'll have, you know, so he'll, be, he'll show flashes this year, and then he'll be good um, at the Dynasty asset for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree. The only, I guess, question mark could be the quarterback position, like, in the future. But it's, like, I don't like to bet against talent. And coming into this year, he was pretty much the top guy. So, I don't know. I think he'll, overall he'll do pretty well. Um, I guess next up we have... Jameson Williams to the Lions, who traded up all the way from 32 mm-hmm. to make this pick. Um, 
this one's interesting just because he is rehabbing his ACL. So, like, he's not going to make his impact right away. Um, but, like, he obviously is, you know, a very fast, take-the-top-off type of receiver. Now, the issue is, like, with Henry Ruggs and a couple of those Bama guys who've seemed really fast, they haven't done much in the NFL. That worries me. And the fact that he's going to the Lions offense, where you have Amon Ra, they just signed DJ Chark. So I don't love him as much just because, like, yes, he's very fast and he might seem very good, but that production, I feel like, hasn't been there from that type of receiver in the NFL. Yeah, I kind of, for redraft, I, I don't like him this year at all um, with the injury and all that jazz and the fact that, I don't know, Jared Goff's, Supporting Amon Ra, Hawkinson, Swift out of the backfield, Chark, and Jamison Williams. Like, that doesn't seem likely in terms of fantasy relevance for all those players. And I think that Williams will be one of the players that doesn't get that fantasy relevance then. Um, Future wise, there's so much that can change in terms of if the Lions move on from Goff and they draft like. Bryce Young, you know, next, like, which is like not a crazy thing to say because the Lions will probably be bad again next year. Then he gets teamed up with his college quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much that could happen that dynasty wise, I think he's still a great asset. But yeah, yeah, this year I'm not, not, not up on him. Yeah. And I think it's getting a little picky with these top receivers because like they're all great talents and that's where the situation really factors in. Mm hmm. For sure. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree with that. So then at 16th, Washington took Jahan Dodson, who I'm pretty sure I mocked to the Chiefs in like the 30, pick 30 or something like that, or maybe pick 29. Um, so way, way higher than I would have had him. But uh, I don't love this pick in either format, in my opinion. Um I like Jahan Dotson. I think he'll be good. I just think, like, I don't know. It's just, like, I could have, like, maybe it's because the names are, are so similar, but him and J- Josh Dotson, who was drafted by uh, Washington as well and, like, was supposed to be good, you know, drafted in the first round and then was bad. Like, I just see that happening. I don't I know that's, like, horrible, like, reasoning, but... To me, like I think that if I had to point to a pick that or a pick at receiver that I didn't love, it would be that situation. Especially, especially so this year with Wentz. Um, yeah, don't love that. It's funny because I actually saw that on Twitter either Did like you? today or yesterday. <laughs> Did That's you comparison? Yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely agree. For this year, I don't love him that much. Like, they still have Terry McLaurin, um, who will be the top receiver there. And it's not, like, just – it's really not an amazing offense. Um, For the future, I think it gets a little interesting because I think it depends on what Terry McLaurin does. I think he's in the last year of his contract. So, if he gets re-signed, then I still don't really love him. But I think he – if McLaurin walks in free agency, there's definitely a path for a ton of targets for him. 
So that part at least intrigues me. But like, I also don't like him. I think he's like significantly below those other receivers that got drafted. I don't see him as like in the same tier as them. So that's why I'm not as high on him. Yeah, I agree. I think that as I'm realizing this, there's, there's so much like uncertainty with so many of these skill position players because of how much that can change. Right. So we might want to pivot away. We can just talk like just redraft value, I would say, but we can note that like in like next, next player, Traylon Burks, right? Like, Dynasty wise, who knows what could happen, right? But I think I think he's in a good situation and he's a great talent, so he could have a great career or he could not, right? There's so much that's that. true, yeah. But for this year, even though I actually like Traylon Burks as well, because the fact is that someone has to catch passes <laughs> for Tennessee, and I don't know who else it'll be. Um, I think I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? Like, they do have Woods, but he's, I think he's coming off the ACL. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I don't love that. Like, I feel like he's going to get the targets. Now, the only thing, this is a weird thing to say, but he's had, like, random issues in practice where he, like, just randomly leaves in the middle of it. And their head coach has been like, oh, it's just, it's no big deal. I don't know what that is. I'm hoping it's nothing. Um, hmm. But, like, talent-wise, I think he's a great talent one. Um, the only thing I don't like is he constantly gets compared to A.J. Brown, saying, like, he, obviously he was involved in the trade because they traded – they got that pick in return for A.J. Brown. But people are saying he's the next, second coming of A.J. Brown. And I don't like that just because A.J. Brown was so dominant Right. Like, I think it's kind of unfair to compare them right away and to assume he will be. But you can certainly see the path to that workload and to him doing well, considering he's that talent, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. And you got to remember also that Marcus Johnson left the Titans. So there's a lot of a lot of targets to go around. <laughs> a, a lot of huge targets. I almost made it through that. Yeah, I'm surprised that... Um, this dynasty rankings I'm looking at has him up ahead of uh, guys like Jameson Williams and Chris Olave, um, or like so far. I don't know. I, I think that to like, I guess you have to put someone ahead of like someone else. But I would say that he is like he's in tier one of this one list, and Olave is in tier two, for example. And I'm not sure I agree with that because there's just they're all great talents. And the situation, none of them are in, like, fantastic situations. I guess maybe Burks is in a decent situation. But, I, I mean, we've seen Winston support receivers as well. So there's a chance that Olave is in a fine situation. I don't know. That's just interesting to me how, how these are broken up. Yeah, it definitely is. All right. We can talk about uh, Kenny Pickett very quickly. Um, I skipped right over him. Yeah, I, we don't have to. Well, we don't have to talk about him for long. Um, I think Trubisky starts the year off. I so I'm not sure how relevant Pickett will be. But if the Steelers start losing games, I mean, the age-old story, like the fans are going to start clamoring for Pickett to play, and the media is because the Steelers' defense is still good, right? And if, like, if Mitch throws, like, a couple interceptions in a game and they lose, it'll be like, oh, like, start Pickett then. And that'll probably happen at some point in the season. But, yeah. I think it'll be, like, 
between week eight and ten when he starts. Ooh, all right, first bold prediction. Should I write that down? Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's. Uh, is that the he was Pickett is the last uh, skill or last fantasy player taken in the in first round. One, yeah. All right, on to round two. Okay, so first we have Christian Watson for the Packers. Now, I didn't expect this because there was someone else who I thought was going to – oh, I thought Sky Moore was going to go there because I heard a lot of Mm -hmm. good things about him. Um, But overall, like, you love the landing spot for this year with Devontae gone. They're – I don't know what pick he was last year, but Amari Rodgers hasn't done anything. There's a clear void of targets, and obviously the top receiver the Packers were going to take was going to be deemed as that guy. So this year, I don't know. It's not the same as Traylon Burks. I don't think he's the same talent, but opportunity-wise, you can easily see it playing with Aaron Rodgers. If he gains his trust, he could be a great fantasy asset. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I'll defer to you. I'd never heard of this guy um, <laughs> at all because I don't watch a lot of FCS football other than Villanova, of course, every every day of the week. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the situation is great. There are targets available, and the Packers, like Rodgers, is going to have a good year, and that will mean some pass catchers will have good years as well. Um, so, yeah, I think that there is a, a very strong chance that that Watson has a good season this year and uh, certainly for the foreseeable future with Rodgers under contract for another three years, right? But, I mean, he can yeah. always, always retire after like a year or two, but still um, technically under contract. For and years. the one thing with Christian Watson that I heard was he's very athletic, so he may not be the most polished right now, but his upside is um, pretty high. Cool. All right, next, uh, Brees Hall to the Jets. First running back taken. Um, this is a tough one for me. I feel like I'm a lot lower on Bruce Hall than a lot of other people. Um, the rookie dynasty rankings have, or on uh, Fantasy Pros, has Bruce Hall as the number one rookie. Um, this, yes, no, this sportingnews.com article has Bruce Hall as the number one rookie for this year, um, not just for dynasty. Did people like forget about Michael Carter, or like did did he? Am I missing something about it? Like he's still there, and he, he is. Was, he was good last year. That I honestly, I didn't even expect the Jets to take a running back because of Michael Carter. Exactly. So I I don't I, I don't think Brees Hall is like bad or anything, and I think that like I said, I think the Jets' offense takes a step forward this year. But I just don't I don't understand how everyone is just forgetting that Michael Carter is going to. Unless they just never want to play Michael Carter, like he's going to eat touches. It's going to limit Hall's upside, in my opinion. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe they are just going to just like workhorse Brees Hall the whole season. But no, I I do agree with that. Um, like Carter's definitely not going away, and I I don't know if Salah said this, but I at least heard that like both of them will get touches. Now, I think Brees Hall will definitely get more touches. Um, but, like, he's a great running back and was clearly the top one in the draft. 
so I can see where the hype's coming from. And the Jets did trade up for him. So if like you think the offense is on the way up, like I can see the excitement there. But I do think it depends on like how often they're in the red zone and what that split is. That really really determines it. But I don't know, it's hard for me to justify anyone else going over him in Dynasty. Yeah, I mean, personally, this is maybe just a philosophy difference because I, I value wide receivers more. Um, I would have taken, like, Garrett Wilson over him personally. I'm shocked that Wilson was that low. I almost took him really early in our draft, but I obviously did not. Um, I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm – I mean, Brees Hall at the 24th overall pick in this dynasty, in a super flex dynasty pick, that's insane to me. Well, what's crazy is his ADP, I don't know if I can pull it up. His ADP was like 18, maybe. Um, is it really? It's 20. I have it as 20, 23. Yeah. Yeah, 23. I thought he was higher. Oh, wait. No, yeah. Sorry. I was thinking 10 team instead of 12. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, yeah, in a super flex league that he goes 20 like that, I don't know. That's wild to me. And I, I don't think he'll be bad at all. I just think, like, like Michael Carter's still there. And he's, like, Michael Carter was a rookie last year. It's not like he's, like, the aging, grizzled veteran. He was he was just, I don't know. That That's that's wild to me. I, I agree. I definitely wouldn't have taken him that high. But people love their young running backs. I guess so. And and speaking of young running backs, that leads us to uh, the next player, um, Kenneth Walker the third. Kenneth Walker on this site, Ken Walker on other sites. So I'm not really sure exactly what the official um, <laughs> Nick Kenneth. Oh, the third site says Kenneth Walker. Sleeper says Ken Walker, though, doesn't it? I think so. So that's a two-two tie on the sites I'm looking at. Um. Not sure what to make of that pick, in my opinion. You drafted him, right, in ours? I did. I, I don't think that, like... I mean, you drafted him a whole hell of a lot later than um, than Breeze Hall got taken, if I remember correctly, as well. But... Like, I don't know. There, there's a chance that Chris Carson is just, like, done, and that will hopefully play out before redraft leagues start drafting, right? Because, like, that'll shed light on whether Kenneth Walker will be relevant, really, this year. Even if Carson is able to play, he's probably going to get hurt anyways, so he'll definitely miss some time, and there'll be more touches uh, to be shared there. But I think the Seahawks' offense is going to be really bad this year. Um, and bad offenses generally don't support running back play and in terms of fantasy relevance, usually, unless the running back is like, you know, Christian McCaffrey or something. So I would not like him this year. And I, I don't want to be a hater on your pick, but I don't love him overall in Dynasty just because of how uncertain the Seahawks offense seems to be. But there's a chance that he just like is able to stay productive in a bad offense for sure. Yeah, I do get that. Um, at least so for this year. Like, I don't think Chris Carson will be a factor. Like, whatever with his neck, I know, like, it's a very, like, thing. it's something to be very cautious about. So, I, the fact that he doesn't even know yet, 
makes me lean towards he won't be playing this year. And even if he does, I, I think he'll get hurt. Um, and then it goes to pretty much him and Rashad Penny. Mm-hmm. Now, Penny was great last year. It's all about how do you see that split. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Rashad Penny like has been injured a lot. Oh, so... yeah, I would not correct you on that because he has Okay. <laughs> so, like, I can see the upside for him to get most of the carries if there would be Rashad Penny getting hurt. Um, and they did draft in the second round. So, like, running backs early second round, I – typically like keep an eye on because I feel like that usually means the team really likes them. Um, and Rashad Penny's only on a one-year deal, so it's not like he's locked in for like four years. But the part about the offense is very true, which w- does worry me. Um, so like, I don't love him for redraft, but like my caveat for Dynasty is Rashad Penny's on a one-year deal. He could be gone after this year, and it could be Kenneth Walker's backfield. And then realistically, if they're that bad, there's a ton of quarterbacks. They could get a new quarterback and then be better again. So, like, obviously you can't predict the future, but all it takes is Rashad Penny to not be resigned for him to be pretty much the three-down back. Yeah, and that's fair. And I think that, like, I want to be clear that, like, yeah, there's been, like, good running backs on bad offenses. Like, if you look at, like, the Broncos offense last year wasn't great, but Javon Day and and uh, Melvin Gordon were both all right. I think the Seahawks offense is going to be a lot worse than that, at least specifically this year. I think we're going to be really, really bad. But, yeah, then then we, then we take Bryce Young, number one overall, and swoop the Lions on that pick, um, and then it ends up okay. So Or C.J. CJ Stroud or something. Um, yeah, all right. Next uh, next pick, I'll, I'll, this is all you, Wandale Robinson to the Giants. So it's funny. I hated this pick when I first heard it. I was like, I don't know who Wondell Robinson is. <laughs> um, like, that's such a reach. And everyone was saying it was a reach. And so, still, like, I don't know. I'm warming up to it. But the reason why I love him, Dynasty. Well, actually, sorry. I'll get to redraft first. Redraft because, you know, they have Galladay. They have uh, Tony. Shepard's coming back off an injury. Like, he might be used. And they said they have a specific role in mind for him. So, like, he will get some touches. The question is how many, and because it's not going to be great offense, and they have Barkley, who they're probably going to get touches to, I don't love him this year for redraft. But, like, the caveat for Dynasty is that, like, Shepard will probably be gone after this year. And... Like, he's the first uh, Brian Dable and Joe Shane receiver to be picked. Mm -hmm. And he was handpicked by them in the second round. And the draft capitals, um, I think, key on this. Where, like, they have a clear role in mind. And I think he said himself that, like, the offensive coordinator coming from the Chiefs and Dable said he's going to play, like, a Tyreek Hill-like role which definitely intrigues me and he's been doing well in OTAs. So that's kind of why like that mixed with how late he's going is why he was kind of like my guy this year for our redraft or for our dynasty startup. Yeah. I mean, I like Wondell. He was, yeah, he was a beast at Kentucky. So I, I don't really have much to add. And you're, you're the giants um, expert. Cause I have not heard about how the giants OTAs are going. So, um, 
I'll, I'll defer to you on that. I think that, that he could be good. I, I would say that, yeah, I'm scared of how crowded that that receiver room is. But exactly what the point that I am most focused on as well would be that he was their first. Like, hey, Dable and Shane wanted him. So, um, yeah. Texans take John Mechie the third, another Alabama wide receiver, right after that pick. What do you think about that one? So that one's interesting. He is also coming off an ACL, just like uh, his former teammate. So, like, for the start of the season, I don't know. That makes me a little hesitant on him. And I feel like at this point, the guys we're getting to aren't as much redraft. They're more dynasty outlook. Because, like, I might take him with the last pick in redraft, but, like, who knows? Um, I think he could be good with them, but they still have Brandon Cooks there. So, like, and also I feel like he's still more of, like, a burner-type guy. And it's a Texan. So, like, I don't love him, <laughs> but yeah, he's, like, he. I can see upside with him. If Davis Mills takes a leap this year, yeah, I mean, I probably doesn't even play this year. I mean, maybe he will, but not until. Yeah, I mean, nothing really more to add. I think that uh, I don't think he'll play a ton this year. I think he'll be. Uh, I mean, he says he'll be fully ready to participate in training camp, but I don't know. I don't know. I like I like Mechie Dynasty. Yeah, nothing nothing more to add. Dynasty, yes, this year, I would stay away. Um, okay, next, Taekwon Thornton to the Patriots. Uh, I hate this pick. Next, no, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they just got Devonte Parker too. Um, I really think that this is a pick I didn't really understand um, from the Patriots' standpoint. So. I'm not sure how to evaluate it. I, I don't like him for this year, and I don't love him for Dynasty. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much agree. I don't like any Patriots receivers, let alone ones they draft, mm-hmm. um, especially with Brady gone. So, yeah. Like, I don't love it, but the thing is, with I guess with all these guys, I don't mind taking, you know, a dart throw, in a dynasty startup on one oh, of for sure. because yeah. they're young. So that's kind of the only caveat for dynasty. Yeah, but you just think about like the Patriots have Devontae Parker, who they just traded for. Uh Nelson Aguilar, who probably will be gone soon. Um in my maybe not this year, but like I would imagine he won't be staying on Patriot for a lot longer. They have Jacoby, Jacoby Myers. Myers. They have Kendrick Bourne, who had a pretty strong end of the year last year. They still have Nikhil Harry, who's awful, so I guess I'm not really worried about that, but he'll probably still play a little bit. Um, yeah, unless they just caught him straight up, which honestly they might do. So yeah, I don't love, just don't love that pick. I'm not really, I guess it, it's like, it, that just seems like a depth pick to me, but in the second round, I'm not really sure that it should be a depth pick. <laughs> yeah. Um, but moving to George Pickens, the Steelers, I actually like Pickens a, a lot in Dynasty, not a ton for this year. But Pickens was I, – I, so I was a big fan of him, like, throughout his college career. And then, obviously, he got hurt 
Um, this it was this. I forget when he when he tore his ACL. Was it this year? Um, yeah. So not ideal for that. Um, so don't love him this year. But Dynasty, big fan. Yeah, I was actually very close to picking him in our Dynasty draft. I was between him and Brandon Cooks. Um, so this year. I agree with Deontay Johnson and Claypool and like the quarterback situation just being eh. I don't love him, but with Deontay Johnson potentially not resigning with him, like he could take that spot and he could be really good in the future. The only thing that worries me, which I was kind of reading about, is like he has red flags. I think it's off the field with like allegations of domestic violence, I think. But also, like, just on the field, there are, like, stupid penalties he'll do. Or, like, God. stupid stuff he'll do on the field. So, character-wise, I don't love him. Yeah, and I was mistaken. His injury was, like, the previous season. The article that I was on was from 2021. So, <laughs> um, yeah, he – I mean, this when I Google him, his – the Steelers apparently are – his OTAs are apparently awesome, um, according to a couple articles here. So I'd watch out, yeah, for certainly for the, um, for Dynasty, yes, for this year, yeah, exactly what you said, pretty crowded still, um, but yeah, he was a beast at Georgia too. So and then another, wow, we got a lot of players in a row here. Um, <laughs> Alec Pierce, Alec Pierce to the Colts. What do you think about that pick? Um... Wide receiver from Cincinnati. I don't have a ton on him. Um, I think I heard he's an athletic receiver. Um, so that always helps with upside. But, like, I don't love that offense. It runs through ta- – well, no, I, I like that it runs through Taylor, but I don't love the passing offense. Mm-hmm. So he'll be, like, the number two guy potentially. Like, there's always Pascal or Paris Campbell who's getting hype. So, like yeah. – Pittman. Yeah, and Pittman's number one. So, like – I don't necessarily love him this year. Pascal's on the Eagles now, I think. Um, oh, he is? But they do have um, – I think they still have Paris Campbell and, and Pittman. I heard hype about Campbell today. Yeah, yeah, Campbell's still there. But, uh, but yeah. He is on the Eagles, actually, Pascal. Yeah, Pascal, but Paris Campbell is on the, the Colts. Uh, the Colts, yeah. And, and my main man, Ashton Doolin, is still there as well. Um <laughs> who <laughs> got his name featured in a podcast episode title. Um, I actually still, he yeah, honestly, like, I don't know, I kind of like Ashton Doolin still. Um, I don't know what to make of this pick either. I'm not, I don't love, yeah, no, I don't love it for this year. I don't, it could be good in, in Dynasty, but I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it won't be. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, Sky Moore, probably in the best situation where there's like the entire receiving room is new for the Chiefs basically. So there's a lot of potential just for that and, and also in an offense that will throw the ball a ton. Um, I didn't know a lot about this guy when he was drafted. So um, I will defer to you. <laughs> See, I thought he was going to get picked. I don't know if I had the Chiefs taking him. I think I did, but in the first round. It's like I heard a lot of hype around him, and the landing spot is great. 
I think he played was it Western Michigan, so he's not like a great name, but I think the talent is there for him to produce. So like overall this year and even in Dynasty, I really like him. Yeah, I think just like the opportunity certainly in like honestly and yeah, in both, I feel like the upside is so high there that it's like obviously no one's drafting redraft leagues now. Well, I, well probably not many people are. Um but, like, especially as things just, like, clear up, like, the potential that he could just be a lotto ticket, I feel like is going to boost his ADP in redraft as well. Um, I know it's crowded there with, like, 15 new receivers, and Kelsey is obviously still there. But, I mean, come on, it's the Chiefs' offense. It's, Pat, it's Patrick Mahomes throwing the football. Like, I, I, is, it un, is it impossible that he beats out Nicole Hardman and Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Juju to be the number one receiver. I don't think it's, like, crazy to say that's possible. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But, like, even this year, like, he could be, like, you know what I mean? There's just, like, there's so much new – there's two new names and an unproven guy who's kind of been hit or miss with Nicole Hardman. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And this might get into, like, the sleeper guys. But even Justin Ross, he was oh, supposed Ross, to be, yeah. like, yeah. a first, second-round talent who slid just because of injury. Like, I could even see him being the number one guy. And he had an insane catch at OTAs as well. So, like, either one of them could yeah, be the number one in this offense. Exactly. And I, I don't think that, like, I don't think that's crazy to say. And especially yeah, as things like, as we see, like, what the beat reporters start to say, about, like, oh, like, you know, Mahomes has good chemistry with, like, I mean, maybe it could be Cornell Powell, who I've never heard of before seeing him on this list. But, like... <laughs> There's, there's just like, I feel like his ADP in redraft is, is going to go up a lot as the season go if he like has strong a strong off season. But right now, like this article has him below like Jamison Williams, and um, I guess maybe I guess it's maybe based off of like, there's also a chance that Sky Moore does not beat out any of those guys in his bad versus Jamison Williams is probably going to play and start every game if he's healthy, you know? So I guess that that's the, the downside is that it's more of a lotto ticket, but yeah, I definitely agree though. Um, the, Car- the Cardinals took Trey McBride next to tight end. He uh, tight ends are rarely relevant in their rookie year, except for like Kyle Pitts last year. But Kyle Pitts was like basically a wide receiver, so I wouldn't expect Trey McBride to have a good year this year. But dynasty wise, I mean, I don't know, could be good. That's that's my expert analysis. The thing I always say is draft capital says so much. So a second round pick on the tight end does say a lot to me. Um, but I, I completely agree for redraft. Like he's not going to be a factor. And the the thing with Dynasty is the Cardinals just signed Zach Ertz to, like, a three- or four-year deal, mm-hmm. like, this offseason. So that makes me worry a little, at least long-term. But, like, I, he is very talented, and I feel like at some point he's going to overtake Zach Ertz in yeah, a great I offense. I agree. I think that, like, McBride, like, he's not like he's drafted to be, like, a blocking tight end that, you know, can occasionally draw a linebacker out in coverage or something, like, like, he's a pass catcher. Like, versus, you know, like, Will Disley for the Seahawks is my best comp. That he, like, he basically is there to block, right? Like, yeah. McBride, he can block, and that'll help him see the field. But, like, he's also, like, I mean, he's a pass catcher. It's a, He's a true tight end versus just, like, a glorified sixth offensive lineman, um, which I find 
fascinating that the Cardinals wanted him when they exactly when they're gonna resign Ertz. But unfortunately, Jack is still not picked, so I don't get the chance to take Tanya yet. No, he has. Um, <laughs> but okay. I am watching. Next up, we have James Cook to the Bills. Now, I want to hear what you think about this because I definitely have my thoughts on it. So, <laughs> you go first. I forget. Honestly, I've talked about this. I think I know with you, I think also with a couple other people. So, I hope I don't flip flop too much. But my, what I want to say is that I think James Cook is really good. And I think that. So, he's going into a backfield. I forget who the Bills signed and lost. Um, they were going to sign like. Um, McKissick, right? And then they lost, and then he went back to Washington. They lost Matt Breda, thank God, because he was just eating touches. Um, They signed Duke Johnson, that's the name I can't remember. And they still have Zach Moss. And they have Devin Singletary, who was good towards the end, really good towards the end of last season. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that Zach Moss, like, probably might get cut, in my opinion. I think that's my bold prediction that he's going to get cut this year. Because, like, he's like, inexplicably didn't play in a lot of games last year, and that makes no sense to me. Um, and they just signed Duke Johnson to be who, who can come in and, and be a third running back to spell someone on occasion. Yeah. So all of that build up to say that I think that James Cook is someone who's being drafted a lot on opportunity as well, just because the Bills offense should be good. He could earn a lot of touches in that offense. Therefore, he could be pretty valuable, right? Like That's the logic <laughs> behind it. And I think that that's a correct assessment, personally. I still I think that he is being overdrafted because I just think that Devin Singletary will get more touches. But like it's a similar to Sky Moore in the sense that like if he earns the touches and he like then then he'll be worth it. And I think we'll see more of that shake out as well as as this, as the offseason progresses and as um, injuries potentially happen, especially with the running back position being so physical there's a decent chance that Singletary could miss time, and then Cook is a must-have, right? Because um, I think he, I think the talent is there, especially the pass-catching talent um, in what has traditionally been a pass-first offense when it was Dable. Um, we'll see what changes, but I'm assuming it won't change too much because of the success that they've had. Yeah. So you actually you had a lot of build-up, and you <laughs> hit the point I was hoping you would hit, which is, <laughs> I like, so this is the thing, is I do think he's overdrafted, Um. I kept on, I forget what article I saw, but like I saw he wasn't like a top three running back before the draft, but now he like easily is because of the landing spot. And I feel like I did that with Zach Moss a couple years ago where like he just went to a great landing spot and I was like, oh, he has to do well. And he didn't. Um, the caveat is he's a great pass catching back, so he will do that really well. But he's light, so I don't think he'll overtake Devin Singletary's work, like you said. So with that, I don't think – I think he's being drafted a little too high to just be a pass-catching back, and, like, that's why they tried to sign McKissick, is they wanted him for that specific role and to not touch anything Singletary did. So at least with this year, I think that's what he's going to do. Um, there is upside if Singletary gets hurt from take it over, but he's a very light back. Um, but in the future, if he gains weight, I could see him fully taking over the backfield. It's just a question of, like, what happens with Singletary. So, I like, overall, yes, I do think he's being over, overdrafted a little bit, but there's definitely upside with the Bills. 
Yeah, I think that like people forget that like Devin Singletary can catch passes a bit too as well. Like not maybe not like I mean James Cook is you know known for it, but like it's not hard to catch passes. No. <laughs> um, when you're an NFL running back, like I mean Derrick Henry can catch passes. He doesn't he doesn't have to right. Um, now I know there's different levels of it, but like I, I still think that like Singletary like has he earned the role in my opinion last year and you still have in the NFL, you have to earn your role every day. But like, I don't think, I don't think it is like that. He got like worse magically in the last year. I would just, for me, cook, especially this year, would be just hoping for injury. Um, if you draft him, I think he's a must have as a handcuff for this year and, and for the future, there, there's certainly potential. Um, but yeah. All right. Next, we're in the third. Hey, we're gonna do the third round, or are we gonna just uh, sum up the rest of these in like sleepers? What do you think? Uh, we can pick out certain guys from the third round that we like, like right. Vilas Jones, twenty-five-year-old rookie. Yeah, I just don't <laughs> like him. <laughs> I don't either. I think that. Uh, well, I don't want to say. Well, I guess I have to say it now because you're gonna laugh at me probably for saying this. I kind of like. In terms of receivers there, like, it's Mooney. It, I like Komet a ton um, for the Bears, right? Um, I don't love Vilas Jones. I kind of like Equinamius St. Brown, but maybe that's just me being wishful thinking because I thought he was going to be really good on the Packers, and then he wasn't. Uh, I'm not laughing at you. I, so, Byron Pringle's there, who I like a little bit more. <laughs> if Pringle <laughs> wasn't there, I would agree with you. Yeah, so I, yeah, but I like all those guys over Vilas. So, hopefully you don't take uh, – Equinamius in our dynasty draft that is uh, <laughs> that's ongoing right now in the 24th round. That would be rude of you. Um, but yeah, I agree. Uh, Jelani Woods, I don't really want to talk about him because I don't know anything about him. He's um, extremely athletic. He has a ton of potential. That's the only thing I have to say. He has Mo Alley Cox in front of him, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. Um, Greg Dolk. Dolkic, Dolkic, a uh, UCLA or a Broncos tight end from UCLA. I they have Albert O, who's like also young. I kind of like Albert O more, so not sure what happens there. Um, unless you have more, we can move on. I don't. Um, Malik Willis not going to play this year. Probably not next year either. Um, Unless Tannehill gets hurt, Jalen Tolbert, you like him? Tol- Tolbert? Is it like Stephen Colbert, or is it like Mike Tolbert? I think it's Tolbert, but I do like <laughs> him. Like the third wide receiver on offense can be productive. So yeah, I mean, look at like Cedric uh, Wilson last year, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rashad cool. White, I want to hear your thoughts on that. <laughs> See, this is Rashad White is a is a player that I started to like a lot more after I owned him in a in a dynasty league. Um, <laughs> but I actually do really like the pick. Hopefully, you know Tom Brady just never retires. That's like the big the big hope, because if he doesn't, like I think Fournette will be gone soon, and then it's Rashad White has a chance to earn the starting job. And not only does like Fournette doesn't even have to be gone for that to happen, Fournette can get hurt. Or he can just be unproductive, which he has been at times. Um, there, remember, there's like the Ronald Jones like stretch of uh, of time. I know Fournette was battling some injuries then too, like he always is, which could happen. So I actually like Richard White a lot. Um, 
and I'm very glad that I drafted him. <laughs> You'll be excited to hear this. Um, going to the draft, like, before it started, I said, I'm taking Rashad White ninth or 10th round. <laughs> like, I, I just said that straight out. And it ended up being between him and Cooks in the 10th. I went with Cooks. And then you took him, which I was sad about. But <laughs> basically, I'm hearing so much hype about him. Because one, Fournette's 27. He's had injury issues. So, like, he is up there in age. Um, and, like, from that aspect, you could easily see Rashad White getting some workload if he were to get hurt. Um, and then also Rashad White's an amazing pass catcher. I've heard, like, Alvin Kamara comps to him. So, like, I love hearing that. And they said they took him only because, like, he was that good that they had to in the third round. So between those three, like, I really like him as an upside pick. That's what we love to hear. Um, I don't know a lot about the guy that you actually took, right? Davis Price, Ty- Tyrion, Tyrion. Oh, I yeah. Don't know a lot about him. Do you like you like him with that pick? I'm guessing because you took him. <laughs> Where I took him, yes, because like at that point it was like him or Zamir White, and I heard Zamir White might not even play this year. Well, so how like, could how could Zamir White play? Why would they draft Zamir White? I guess to be the I don't know they have Jacobs Andre. Sorry, yeah, Tyrion, back to Tyrion. <laughs> so yeah, well, yeah. So like, Zim, I'm questioning the Zamir White thing, and I was like, I'm not taking him. Brian Robinson has a young Antonio Gibson in front of him. Um, so like with Davis Price, Elijah Mitchell like got hurt last year. You can never guess who the 49ers starting running back is, but also. Um, they said they want to get like bigger packs to help their short yard situations. So I think there's definitely a role for him, but if he impresses, it can easily expand to like 20 touches a game if Mitchell gets hurt. So like, I think there's some upside with him this year, at least. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. You talked about Brian Robinson a little bit too. David Bell. Um, I don't have a lot to say about him. He was pretty good at Purdue. That's all I really know. Um, kind of need to see how the Watson situation shakes out for redraft to see if he'll be valuable this year. Because if not, or if Watson isn't playing this year, I wouldn't love him. I wouldn't love David Dell for this year, but maybe for Dynasty. There's also Donovan Peoples Jones still there, though. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And then uh, lastly, Jeremy Ruckert, who is honestly a really inexplicable pick to me. Like, this is like, I thought the Jets had a really good draft, but. Like, this literally makes no sense because they went out and signed Conklin and Uzoma and then drafted another tight end. You know what it was? It was the Jamal Adams trade. The Seahawks gave them the best tip of, like, the trade. Better than Jamal Adams. Better than the other picks. And, like, you guys need, like, four tight yeah. ends. I guess, I guess so. <laughs> I, I guess that... Yeah, like, I, this doesn't make sense to me. I think he was, like... I don't know. He's probably like good. I'd imagine he got drafted in the NFL. Congrats, to, congrats to the guy. My my, you know, hats off to Jeremy Ruckert. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. It doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah. So I don't know a lot about him. Maybe this article says he had no drops in his entire career, but he only had thirty four catches. So he's a blocking tight end, I guess. I think he's just a blocking tight end. This says he yeah, had no I drops think... in his four four seasons, but thirty four catches. And this says he can. The article also says he can block and catch, but like, 
didn't get thrown didn't get thrown through that much either. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, this article is comparing him to Kyle Pitts like crazy. Um, so that's a little weird. And then last but not, oh, I thought not, I thought he was the last guy, but last but not least, Danny Gray from SMU. Thoughts on Danny Gray? I don't know anything about him. Me neither. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's go. Um, we're about an hour, which is kind of what we aim for. So let's think. Um, any anyone else that we've missed that we should talk about? Do you think? I think we skipped yeah. Desmond Ritter, maybe, but we did skip him. We can talk about him. The other guy is Damian Pierce, who you drafted. Yeah. Yes, I was going to talk about Damian Pierce for sure. Um, I think Damian Pierce has a chance to be very, very good this year. He also has a chance to be very, very bad. But I think for even this year, this is what I, I, I know I texted, again, I texted a couple people this. I think I may have texted you that he will be skyrocketing up draft boards at the beginning of um, like the coming draft season. I think he'll be drafted um, – just because, like, starting, he could be the starting running back, and there's not, like, I, I, I don't want to say that he will be the starting running back, I think. Because who I else is there? Quant. Yeah. Who, who else will, who else, who else is going to start? They're going to start, like, Rex Burkhead? They're going to start Marlon Mack? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it'll be Damian Pierce, and I think that that value is going to have him skyrocketing up, especially on this that I'm seeing on this, uh, I'm not even sure where is he on this list. I'm trying to see where his his ranking on that's Alec Pierce. The this current article that has like rookie rankings for this year that I'm on, he is nineteenth best rookie behind Hassan Haskins, who's third on the depth chart behind behind Derrick Henry and um, Dontrell Hilliard, I think. Behind, yeah, I don't know. I he's shockingly low right now. Which, you know, maybe might mean that I'm wrong. But I'm not. I'm not wrong. Uh, I think he's going to be the starting running back. And that inherently means, like, touches. Maybe there'll be bad touches because the offense will be bad. But I think their offense will be better than the Seahawks offense. Maybe that's yeah. a hot take to say. Would it be a hot take to say that Damian Pierce, right now on June 2nd at 8.35 p.m., um, would it be the, how hot of a take would it to be to say that Damian Pierce finishes the season higher than Ken Walker in fantasy points. Would that be crazy? I don't think it's that crazy, personally. I don't like, think I do think it's a bold take, bold take, but I also easily could see that happening. Yeah, I mean, the Texans' offense is expected to actually be like a little better. There's a lot of hype around, like a lot of a lot of low key hype, which is an oxymoron, but around like Davis Mills, right? So I don't know. I like Damian Pierce a lot as well. So I'm glad. I hope, I'm glad that you think that he could start. Um. <laughs> the only thing that I don't love about him was the fourth round. Um, oh, he's barely draft. in the fourth round. He's basically it's basically the third round. I just want to say Michael <laughs> Carter was like I think he was the second pick of the fourth round, and now look how we're talking about him. So wait, I, I was I was I talked up Michael Carter. This year, well, no, this year they drafted Brees Hall. And oh, like, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. I mean, I don't know. I feel like you see a lot of running backs in the third, fourth round that are, um, that end up like potentially pretty, like, you know, like first round running backs, obviously, but like a lot of running backs are taken in the third and fourth rounds, right? Um, and especially yeah. as the draft progresses. So, yeah, I, 
big Damian Pierce guy. I'm not big on um, Isaiah Spiller just because, I mean, me, eh, well, I, as I say that, I don't know, Justin Jackson, he left, didn't he? Or is he still there? Mm, I think he left. Oh, Justin Jackson that comes up is the one that plays for in the G League and went to North Carolina. Justin Jackson, NFL. Um, he's a oh, he's a free. How's he a free agent? He was pretty good last year uh, in relief of Eckler. So I guess with um, with Jackson gone, there's the chance for Isaiah Spiller to have um, some value not only in the future but also this year if Eckler gets hurt. Unless I'm missing someone besides Joshua Kelly, who I'm not in, super impressed by. Uh, I don't think you are. Yeah, so Spiller, I think, has potential for value this year. Um, I think that, yeah, it's just Joshua Kelly. He's, according to this, he's already listed above Joshua Kelly on the depth chart. And Eckler is not, I, I don't want to say an aging running back, <laughs> but he is 27. So I would say there's a chance for value there from uh, from Spiller. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. It's kind of funny. This ranking has Taekwon Thornton in tier five. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to scroll down and see. Um, I kind of like potential for Kyron Williams for the Rams, just due to the fact that Henderson and Akers both have injury history. Um, and, and the fact that Kyron Williams is really good. Um, you already mentioned Justin Ross earlier. Um well, I have a, I don't know. I have a couple other sleepers. I don't know if I should be throwing these out here, but unless yeah, I don't. And feel free to jump in with some of your own if you're, if you're um, so inclined. The only one I have is I think it's Romeo Dubs. Yep. I don't know. Is that who you're gonna say? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, go for it. Um, I actually heard he's more polished than Kristen Watson, who they took in the second round. Um, he doesn't have as much upside, but again, they don't have they have a ton of targets open. They don't have a ton of great receivers. So if he can make a good connection with Rodgers, he could be really good. Yeah, I agree. I think um, along the lines of with George Pickens in Pittsburgh is also Calvin Austin III, who is uh, a little, like, not talked about at all. Um, He's not as good as Pickens, in my opinion, which is the same as many other people's opinions. But there's potential – Everything that I've said about Pickens could apply for Austin as well, in my opinion. Um, the other one I want to talk about is someone I already drafted in our league, which is shocking to me that he is 44th in rookie dynasty rankings. I guess almost all these guys. No, Matt Corral's ahead of him and like Jelani Wood. Maybe I reached a little, but Keontae Ingram uh, for the Cardinals. I am a fan of that pick. Um, unfortunately, the day that I picked him, I still wanted to make this pick, but the day that I picked him, they signed Daryl Williams, I think. <laughs> I think it was literally like that day. Didn't they really, didn't they just sign Daryl Williams or? They did. Yeah. So that's a little unfortunate. Um, but James Connor did have an insane year last year, but he gets banged up a lot. I mean, half the running backs in the NFL do because of the position. You know, ben- you know, Benjamin doesn't really impress me that much. And neither does Daryl Williams, although he was serviceable in, for the for the Chiefs. So I think there's a chance that um, that Ingram gets some play there. But maybe that's just wishful thinking. 
uh, on my draft pick choice uh, side. So we had the same thinking. Uh, he was on my sleepers um, going into the draft. I heard about Daryl Williams. That really kind of sucked because <laughs> I heard a lot of great things about him and I was going to draft him. Um, but like I heard he's a great pass catcher and James Connor has been injury prone in the past, like with the Steelers and he's 27. So like I could easily see him getting hurt. And then if there was no Darrell Williams, it's the Keontae Ingram show. Mm-hmm. So that's the only unfortunate part, but it, when you're that late into a draft, especially dynasty, like that's a great pick because like who else are you going to pick a washed up veteran? So like, I don't know yeah. if there's any other, a lot of other players that have that clear of a path, but obviously the Darrell Williams pick does hurt that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm scrolling deep onto this list. There's a couple other names that I want to throw out, but I kind of doubt will that I, I'm not like, you know, endorsing these guys for sure. But Isaiah Pacheco, I'm sure you're aware of. Maybe you're mad at me for mentioning him. Um, yeah, from Rutgers on the Chiefs, just because I don't love Clyde. Um, and therefore, I think, or and with Daryl Williams leaving, I, they did have Ronald Jones. Derek Gore did place fine, not impressively. So I think there's a potential. I mean, this is dynasty wise. I would say for him, I think there's potential potential for value there. Um, who else am I looking at here? I mean, I am scrolling deep down here, but mostly just for names that I would recognize. Like Jalen Naylor was pretty good for um, I believe Michigan State, but on Minnesota now, eh, I don't know. They've got Thielen and Jefferson and KJ Osborne and like Emir Smith Marset. Right, so that's kind of tough. Hmm. CJ Verdell was a beast at Oregon, but he got drafted by the Colts, who have um, obviously Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines and Philip Lindsay and um, Tyson Williams, I think. So, so that makes it a little trickier. I'm not even sure why they would. Maybe they didn't draft him. Maybe they like just signed him because like why would you how would you draft him if you have four running backs already? But I don't know. See, there's one that hasn't gone yet that I am heavily targeting if I can get him. But really, really, I'm very scared you're going to take him if I say him. I have well, I have a couple guys in my next few picks locked up, but I don't know. You're looking at he's like, not in your next few picks. Oh. I mean, I mentioned Equinamius, but I guess I, I guess you should. If you don't want to disclose it, is it Snoop Connor? It isn't. He's uh, within yeah. the next couple of picks. Well, he's like next couple. He's like thirty-five picks from now. But um, all right, let me see if I can guess. How deep should I be scrolling here, Matt? Is it is this like your last pick of the draft late or? No, it's probably like early twenties. So like he's well within the two hundred ADP range. Charlie Kohler for the Ravens, the tight end. No. <laughs> um, Chigo Zeung Okonkwo, the tight end for the Titans. No. <laughs> <laughs> Your thinking isn't bad though. 
It's a tight end, or is it, or is it a Titans player? Is it Hassan Haskins? No. Who? Hassan Haskins? It's not him, right? Because he's no, he's going like in the next couple picks. Tampa Bay tight end Cade Otten. No. Giants. Oh, you're a Giants guy, Daniel Bellinger. Yes. (laughs) Who I've never heard of, and I. If, if, if I get Tanya, there's no chance I take him. Um, he's already – well, I guess it's early on, but he's already running with the ones in OTAs with healthy tight ends. Who I mean, who are – to be fair, who are the healthy tight ends besides him? <laughs> Ricky Seals-Jones. <laughs> and someone who is on the Texans. I even forget his name now. Oh, Jordan Aiken. Yeah, I'm on your depth right now. Jordan Aikens. Yeah. Wow, the beast that is Jordan Aikens. No, it's not a good tight end room, but like starting tight end that late. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's that's fair. That's that's a good one. I don't. I wonder where he's on this list. Two forty-eight. Oh, I mean on the list that I'm sorry. He's the fifty-third rookie. Although I don't know how updated this is, but he is uh, tight end number seven for dynasty rankings on on this list, um, behind guys like Kate Otten, like I just mentioned for Tampa Bay, Isaiah Likely on Baltimore, who we haven't talked about at all. Probably should have talked about him because he's um, potential. I mean, Mark Andrews is still there, so that makes it tough. But for Baltimore to take, I mean, they like they have in their offense, right? They run first, obviously. They have a lot of tight ends on the field, multiple tight end packages, and Isaiah Likely is kind of a beast, not going to lie. Um, I don't know. Surprised that he's only listed as tight end five on this. See, the interesting part is, like, him and Charlie Kolar are both on the Ravens, so, like, I wouldn't know which one to go for. That's, like, the only part that makes me hesitate about them. That's fair, Yeah. I don't know. I just remember a lot of memes about Likely because his last name is obviously you can make jokes about. Um, <laughs> so that's how I first heard of him. But surprise, yeah. So Likely is the fifth member. Uh, records above him, which I cannot, still can't. How would? Whatever. Okay. Uh, and Dulcich, Dulcich above him in Woods. Uh, I don't think that's there's anyone else on here that I um I mean there's always the chance of like running backs earning time through injuries, right? So you've got guys like um New Orleans's Abram Smith, for example, or um that unpredictable Patriots backfield with Kevin Harris, maybe. But these guys are like deep sleepers, especially especially so not right now. Like those guys would be like deep, deep sleepers. Um, yeah. The highest ranked guy that I think we haven't mentioned at all. This will be how we can close out. The highest ranked guy that we haven't mentioned at all is I. We talked about. I briefly mentioned Zamir White simply because I don't think he'll play very much. The highest ranked guy that we haven't talked about at all. This is a great one to close out on. Is Tyler Al- Algier? Al- however, however you say his last name. Algier. That's a good one. I forgot. A great player to close things out on. I didn't love him, but honestly, I'm not really sure why. Because like, it's Cordell Patterson and who in the Falcons' backfield? Damian and, Williams. Right, they do have Damian Williams. That's true, and Jeremy McNichols. 
But Tyler Algier, um, I don't know. There's a chance for him to – he's being ranked, like, didn't I take, like – yeah, I took Keontae Ingram before him. I think he was ranked higher than Ingram. I think he was also ranked higher than Thierry and Davis Price, but I could be wrong on that. I think we both passed on him, though. We did. Yeah. Um, which is interesting that he's ranked so highly and interesting that you pass on him. So did Jack and Ross, although they both had – to have tight ends because I didn't like. Well, actually, Jack had Kittle. Ross um, wanted um, Davis Price. He said yeah. I sniped him. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, and and then he needed a tight end, so he got Hunter Henry. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know how far exactly he fell, but he definitely fell like a while. I mean, I don't even know who uh, Jam took him. Who Jam took? Who is Shakir that he took? I don't even know who that is. We haven't talked about him either. Another a Bills rookie receiver. Yeah, but, Bills rookie. Um, as a Bills fan, even I don't know his name, so maybe I should. Khalil Shakir. He's the next highest ranked player besides Desmond Ritter that on these dynasty rankings that we didn't talk about. Otherwise, we covered basically everyone from uh, tier one through tier four. So, which is the top twenty nine players on this random fantasy pros article, <laughs> as well as a few in tier five for sure, but. But yeah, the only thing I guess I'll add about Algier, however you say his name, <laughs> is like there's definitely a path for workload. It's just I don't like the draft capital fifth round. Like he goes in the fifth round for a reason. That's the part that scares me. But he definitely could get a good workload. Need I remind you, Matt, that Tom Brady was actually not a first round pick or anything like that. You you can actually get good players late in the draft. Like, you seem to be averse to that line of thinking. Yeah, but I feel like the earlier they're drafted, like, I know, like, I feel like overall it says something when a team, like, specifically takes them higher, which obviously, like, that would make sense. But especially in Dynasty, that's, like, the one thing is I don't want to overdraft someone just because of their landing spot. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair for sure. But I realize I say I – really focus on draft capital a lot. <laughs> it's okay. I focus on landing spot a ton. So, <laughs> all right. Well, this has been a pleasure. Um, now we're 20. See, this is a good thing. Or, yeah, good thing we didn't promise to be quick because uh, we weren't. Um, we were thinking or we were talking previously about maybe doing a, uh, a specifically a rookie rankings. Um, I think because I think that's still worthwhile to do. That can be a Whenever we record the next episode, you know, again, it's due. Um, we can we can go through that, especially as we learn more about OTAs and what players might be um, doing well and what, what some of the players that maybe we've talked about um, have been exceeding expectations, et cetera. What do you think? No, yeah, I definitely agree. And then potentially, or like later on, we get more into just like more redraft. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I, I agree. Um. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, glad uh, glad we could do this. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Josh. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, and time for me to uh, think of something semi-funny to make the, the title of this episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you, Matt. See ya.